Family traditions are a concept that most people either love or hate. While they hold a place of fondness in movies, sometimes they don't work out as well in real life. Maybe certain members of the family just aren't into it. Maybe the practices are a little outdated. Then again, some traditions hold a special place in our hearts until they become a constant reminder of a horrible tragedy. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1969 disappearance of six-year-old Dennis Martin, a young boy who went to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park for Father's Day and disappeared without a trace. To date, he has never been found. This is his story. Before I get too far into this, I do just want to say that you might notice a change in the show going forward. That is because this is the last podcast episode that I will ever record in my 20s. That's right, while you were all enjoying your Sunday, I was turning 30. So, I think I'm supposed to spontaneously become a very mature adult or something? You'll have to let me know how that works out, or if the show suddenly sucks because I'm no longer hip or cool, if I ever was. But, moving on. In the Martin family, like many families, Father's Day was considered to be a very special day. It was a day of celebration spanning across generations. A day that came with a special tradition. In the Martin family, it was commonplace for the men of the house to head out and celebrate Father's Day together. But the men had a pretty specific plan each year. All of the boys and men, ranging from six-year-old Dennis all the way up to his grandfather, would head out for a fun, testosterone-packed camping trip. I'm sure that previous years were a lot of fun. Unfortunately... The same could not be said for that 1969 camping trip. For this trip, they decided to head out near the Appalachian Trail. They hiked on out and prepared to spend the night, and this is when the fun really started to happen. See, this year, it wasn't just the Martins. They actually had another family with them, which was exciting for the kids because it meant that there were a lot of people to play with. The kids were playing nonstop, no doubt having fun running and climbing anything that they could. Eventually, someone got the idea that the kids should hide and pop out to surprise the adults. Now, I'm not sure when the last time that you played hide-and-seek with the little kid was, but... Suffice it to say that little kids generally aren't very good at it. They're not really clear on hiding, and they don't have any real grasp of their dimensions, so when Dennis's dad saw him duck behind a bush, no doubt giggling with joy, he didn't think anything of it. Several minutes went by, and for completely obvious reasons, his father didn't worry. 
At least, not until all of the children came running back to the campsite to surprise the adults, and one of them was missing. Dennis. Right out of the gate, Dennis's father noticed that his son was missing and jumped into action. I'm not actually sure if Dennis was the youngest child of the campsite, but I do know that he had an older brother who was there at the time. Everyone started searching for him, and I'm sure they expected to find him fairly quickly. Remember, at this point, he was literally only missing for a few minutes. Some kids can really run, but most of us wouldn't expect a child to vanish into thin air in less than 10 minutes. Understandably, Dennis's father went sprinting up the trail, probably thinking that something very normal happened. At six years old, Dennis was certainly old enough to roll an ankle or fall and hurt himself while looking at something off the trail, right? But there was no sign of him. The group kept looking, and after a few hours, they were finally able to contact the National Park Service. They reported Dennis as officially missing, and I'm sure the panic began to set in. A lot of people, including kids, go missing, and that's just a fact. But not a lot of people go missing for good. Most of the time, when someone goes missing, we do find them eventually, and a lot of the time, they are just fine. Of course, a six-year-old child has no business being in the woods alone. And while I'm sure he knew a little bit about being out in nature, it's pretty safe to assume that his survivalist knowledge was probably lacking given his age. So, the search began with the group and with professionals. They spread out, calling for him and expecting to find him alone and scared. But they didn't. And then, something very bad happened. It started to rain. Tracking isn't an easy business like movies would lead you to believe. It's not necessarily an exact science. There's actually a lot of factors that can influence how it works. Every year, train trackers go out to find people. And they have everything. They know the drill. They have the strategy, the technology. Sometimes they take out dogs. But... Even for these trained professionals, tracking can be difficult, and it doesn't always yield good results. All of this is true during good tracking conditions. This means having the light and clarity to be able to see broken branches or look for signs of blood or clothing or footprints. Any indication that a person has gone through. And that really can't happen in rain. While the search continued, the weather that day took a very bad turn. There was a complete downpour with several inches of rain accumulating very quickly. Trails were washed out. Creeks flooded. Visibility was terrible. And 
With each passing minute, it became more difficult to search for any signs of Dennis. If there were any, they were very likely washed away by the storm. And this wasn't just bad because it made it impossible to look for him. It was very bad because it meant that they didn't just have a six-year-old missing in the woods. They now had a soaked child lost in the dark that could easily fall into an overflowing creek. A child that was very likely to succumb to the elements that night, with the temperature dropping. They searched for Dennis in the days after his disappearance. They looked for any sign of him, finding little abandoned tidbits that might or might not have been his, nothing confirmed. A couple of weeks after he vanished, the Park Service had to admit defeat. Dennis was nowhere to be found. When someone goes missing out in nature, there is a certain level of urgency that comes with the search. Searchers want to find you before you're exposed to the elements or before something else finds you instead. This area was known to house venomous snakes, dangerous bears, bobcats, and even feral pigs, which, if you didn't know, will absolutely very intentionally try to murder you. There were a lot of dangerous predators in those woods, and that was an even smaller concern than the rain and dropping temperatures that plagued the area following Dennis's disappearance. It is strongly believed that he died from exposure or an animal attack, but not everyone thinks it's that simple. Some people believe that he was taken off by some more sentient predator. So, basically aliens or some kind of Sasquatch-type situation. But others think he might be the victim of some sort of local wild man. And one family's account actually seems to be able to prove it. They claimed that when he went missing, they heard a horrible howling scream and saw a beastly man that was covered in hair sprinting through with something thrown over his shoulder. And I know what you're thinking, Sasquatch, right? Well... The family believes that the bundle over this guy's shoulder could easily have been a small child. Before you imagine some beastly wild guy sprinting off to take poor Dennis to his creepy forest cave, you should know that despite his wild appearance, the man must have been a part of society in some regard. When the family saw the fleeing man, they said they saw him sprint right up to a vehicle, hop in, and speed off. So either there was some guy out there in like a Sasquatch getup just waiting for an unaccompanied child to wander by the right bush, or Sasquatch has embraced modern technology and ran away from home with a sack over his shoulder. 
An unusual find that came with this case, as if all of this isn't strange enough, is that on all trails, someone has actually created a list for the path Dennis took, which I have to say did surprise me because it's a little grim for all trails. But I run a true crime podcast, so no judgment for me, obviously. Another theory is that someone actually did find his body. But the man didn't report what he saw until literal years had passed because he was afraid that he would be arrested for illegally gathering ginseng. And maybe I'm just not in the know, but I really had to look up to make sure they meant ginseng like the tea and I learned that it was what they meant so as your general fun fact gathering ginseng in areas where it is considered endangered is in fact illegal I don't know if it's don't report the child's body that you found in the woods illegal but that is what this guy went with And when police went to investigate the area, there was nothing left for them to find. In the end, as far as we know, Dennis Martin just up and disappeared. So, if you want to discuss ways to safely GPS track your children in the forest, the impacts of inclement weather during missing person searches, or the long list of things that are supposed to go wrong with my body now that I'm 30, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. <laughs>